Hey, it's Kamea Shane, and this is Green Dreamer, a podcast for creatives, visionaries, and entrepreneurs dreaming of a sustainable future. Thank you for bringing your light. If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe, and together, let's learn what it takes to thrive in every sense of the word. Hey, how are you? This is a Bloom Tuesday mini episode on Green Dreamer Podcast. And in case you haven't heard yet, just wanted to let you know that as a sincere thank you for being here, we're going to be giving away a gift card to one winner every month, randomly chosen from our newsletter subscribers because, well, we need to have your contact information to let you know if you win. These gift cards will be, of course, for sustainability-driven brands and retailers, so we can keep supporting people and brands doing amazing things in this space. To enter for a chance to win, just head to greendreamer.com and sign up for our weekly newsletter. And now to two things that we can get excited about this week. Number one, Milo. What is Milo? That's spelled M-Y-L-O, by the way. Milo is a leather-like material made from mycelium, which is the root structure of mushrooms. It's made by the company Bolt Threads that also makes spider silk in laboratory settings. You're actually going to hear from the VP of product development at Bolt Threads soon, so stay posted on that. It was a really insightful conversation. I learned so much, so I'm really excited to share that episode with you. But basically, in the textiles world, Conventional leather is known to have huge environmental impact because it supports the factory farming industry of cows that we know to be extremely environmentally harmful. Factory farming contributes a great amount to greenhouse gas emissions, a lot of that coming from cow farts with methane, and also the modern process of tanning hides involves a lot of toxic materials, toxic chemicals that are harmful to the health of the workers involved and will often end up polluting our waters. So people wanting to address the harmful impacts of conventional leather have come up with various alternatives. We have vegetable tanned chrome-free leather, which is definitely healthier than conventional leather in terms of the process of tanning itself. But it's hard to trace where vegetable tan leather might come from unless there's explicit information on this from the brand or supplier, so that's something to look out for. And there's still the question of the source of the hide, you know, questions of animal welfare and if it supports livestock farming, or if it possibly comes from small, regenerative, family-owned farms instead. There's also, of course, secondhand leather, which is a great option because that's just reusing what might otherwise go to waste. And for our friends who avoid animal leather, we have synthetic leather options. Although most of this is just made from petroleum and is non-biodegradable plastic, like PU, some that are highly toxic, like PVC, which releases dioxins. And dioxins have been found in the bodies of whales deep in the ocean and also polar bears. So this is an environmental contaminant, which makes PVC not really a healthier alternative. So good thing we have more and more other alternative options today that are non-plastic and also aren't hides from animals. We have pineapple leather, which is made from the leaves from harvesting pineapples. We have apple leather from apple peels. I'm sure there's a lot of other things in the work right now, so keep an eye out because, you know, innovation is amazing. We're constantly having more options. And for now, we have Milo. 
They actually launched a Kickstarter campaign on September 5th to debut their bags made of Milo. Supposedly, they sell out really quickly, so I don't know if by the time you hear this, the Kickstarter will still be live, but I'll link to their website in the show notes so you can learn more about Milo. But, you know, this textile is groundbreaking because it's grown in a lab from mycelium, as I mentioned earlier. So again, that's the root structure of mushrooms. And Milo only takes days to make compared to years for conventional leather. And because they're able to build the properties of Milo into the very molecules, there's no need to add any extra chemicals to process that finished material. And it's biodegradable. I've yet to get my hands on this to see how it feels in person, like the texture, but it sounds like the golden answer to a sustainable textile option that looks and feels like leather without it being leather or plastic. I don't know about you, I'm really excited about it, and I look forward to sharing with you our upcoming interview with the company's VP of Product Development. The second thing that I'm really excited about is that Facebook is going to move towards using 100% renewable energy by 2020. This is a direct quote from the This is a direct quote from its website. Facebook is committed to both reducing our carbon emissions by 75% and to supporting our operations with 100% renewable energy by 2020. This is massive because we know Facebook is a massive company. The last calculation is that as of the second quarter of 2018, Facebook had 2.23 billion monthly active users. Now, of course, this doesn't mean that when we use Facebook, it'll be powered by renewable energy because obviously we charge our own phones and computers and whether that's from renewables depends on where we get our electricity from. But this shift towards 100% renewable energy means that their own operations, their data centers, which use a lot of energy, their offices, everything they need to run their business will be using renewable energy, which is still huge. They had already committed to this goal earlier, but didn't set an exact date for it. But now that they have and have been surpassing their incremental goals along the way in advance, it shows that they're well on their way to transitioning fully to renewables, which is super exciting. Hopefully, this will also inspire other large corporations and tech giants to follow suit if they don't already have such goals themselves. Because the amount of environmental impact that a huge corporation has is way more than the impact of our individual lifestyle choices. So every small positive change that we see big companies make really need to be celebrated. And this also means that we can also make a big difference by encouraging big companies to, you know, up their game, up their environmental policy. If you're ready to take some sort of action today, you can spend two to five minutes to send out an email to a big company that you love. You can tell them why you've been supporting them, what products you love from them, and one thing you hope to see them do for sustainability that will make you an even bigger supporter of their work. It could be super brief, but Amy Ann Cadwell, uh, the co-founder of The Good Trade, on Green Dreamer Podcast, talked about how reaching out to company representatives and telling them what we hope they do can be a really effective way to inspire change in their work. Because ultimately, businesses stay in business with the support of their customers, which is us. So we do have power and we can exercise that power by getting in touch with companies and initiating dialogues. 
But anyway, that's a wrap for this Bloom Tuesday. If you're working on something innovative for sustainability, or if you're excited about any particular pioneering projects at the moment, feel welcome to let me know on Instagram through a direct message at Kamea Chain. That's K-A-M-E-A-C-H-A-Y-N-E. Maybe I'll get to share something from you in an upcoming episode. And again, make sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter at greendreamer.com to be entered to win our monthly giveaway. And finally, just remember, now more than ever, our planet needs your light to thrive. So if you haven't yet, hit subscribe and I will catch you later, Green Dreamer.